Blog Talk Radio. Hey, quiet on the set. It's IWS Radio, starring the IWS players, Guy on your dick, Slider Ballscock, Joshua, Bobby Craft, Reverend Moneymaker, Paul Pyatt, Dusty Sandman, Stubby Stonehenge, featuring Canada's own Jamie Maple Leaf, along with special guest star Schmoop. <laughs> And now, straight from the bar, your host, Matt Man and J-Man. Wow. Cheers, greetings, and welcome to I'm With Stupid. This is the Matt Man coming to you live from the Palatial Digs here in Bagwine, Ohio. And sitting next to me, Amir few hundred miles to my west-southwest, a man who, in spite of his caring and peaceful demeanor, always sees his poll numbers surging. The J-Man, bitches. I was really proud of J-Man for going and doing his civic duty this week and voting. Honestly, though, I'm proud of J-Man any time he actually gets out of the house and interacts with other people. Nailed it. Well, aren't we all? (laughs) Hola, welcome to a very, very special edition of IWS Radio. Mm -hmm. This is J-Man here in my luxurious studios in Redneckville. Tom Cotton, Arkansas, or something like that. No, it's yeah. going to be Cottonville, Arkansas. Cottonville. Now, Redneckville. Yeah, we're going to be Cottonville. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, how's it going, Matt? Oh, it's going fine. Beautiful day today, a little chilly. Got yeah. down to 27 overnight. Ooh. But I'll tell you what, Jay, man, I'm looking out. Of the big, you know, 40 by 60 picture window, 30 feet above the skies of Bagwine, and nary a cloud in the sky. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Yep. Very similar here. It's a little windy, a little on the windy side here, yeah. though. Cold wind. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, not so bad. Not as bad as yesterday. It was very cold yesterday oh. morning. I had to wear long pants all morning and have soup at lunch just to get warmed up. <laughs> That's not good. I had to wear long I had to wear long johns under my pants at the beer mine yesterday, J Man. And I had to break out the, the goose down vest. Windy glue. No. Not good. The goose down vest even. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got the hoodie out. Yeah. Although I'm sure my goose down vest is really made up of polyester fibers and whatnot, but it still 
how old is that goose goose down vest? Yeah, four or five years old. I think it's got one more winter in it. Well, I think it's got one more yeah, winter. Right. But I was I was looking yesterday at uh, at, at jackets. My my hoodie. I guess it's got one more winter in it. It's it's had. I thought that since two thousand one, but I really think it's got one more winter in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's only a twelve year old hoodie, but it it's great. It it works fine. <laughs> well, you got a bunch of great. fraying and rips in that hoodie. Those aren't frays yeah. and rips. That's character, boy. That's right. It's experience. Yes. So there you have it. Yeah, so that's it. That's what's happening. Yeah. Shout out to some folks in the chat room. Yeah, I've got a few folks in the chat room. And J-Man. Of course, as always, we have the lovely and talented... Jamie, how you doing? Oh, I got a little story to tell you about Ms. Maple Leaf, Jamie. Ooh. Yes. Right. I have it on good good knowledge that, well, from her mouth directly, she told me on Twitter this morning that she'll be listening to the show today, in spite of the cold, in shorts, and a T-shirt. Wow. Yeah. That's because we provide the warmth that she needs. Well, sort of, because she said, eh, it's too cold <laughs> to actually do a little breezing, but I'll do some breezing in spirit. Oh, well, okay. That may be true, too. Yeah. And uh, just for the folks' uh, reference in the chat room, uh, a little different for you today. I don't know why it worked out this way, but I am IWS Radio, and Matt is IWS Radio 546. Yeah, I know. I saw that. For some reason, Um, it flipped at some point, and I became the man, and you became the other. (laughs) But you know who is never the other, J-Man? Oh, I know. And I know who you're talking he's about. He's in the chat room as well. Ladies, ladies, sit down and cross your legs. Because. <laughs> Hello. My name is Jesse Ferg. My name is Jesse Ferg, and I'm in the chat room. Everybody there. Ooh, Jesse Ferg. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bergmeister's in the hizzy. <laughs> the Ferganator. Uh-huh. All right. He's here early today. He must not have gone to church. He must have. He's, he's really into this world peace thing. That's what he's here for. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so was Warren. As are we, so. of course. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So we got our, our special guest who... Be calling in here yeah. in the next couple of minutes. Got a big, big show. Big, yeah. big, big show for everyone. Yeah. 
a little of everything, yeah, a little world peace, and then a a world of unseemly politics. That's right. And uh, for you, uh, for you guests in the chat room, just remember that if you'd like to participate in the chat room, you can do so by registering at blogtalkradio.com. It is free, fast, and easy, just like your hosts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got through our little uh, our witty banter here at the beginning of the show. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just all sit here and and quiet. And <laughs> for our guests, I'll tell you what though, Jay, man, I, you know, in the uh, in the spirit of world peace, guess mm-hmm. who came through the drive-through yesterday? Came through the beer mine. Oh mind. boy. Oh boy. The prodigal Who? son, Jay Man. The oh, prodigal oh, son. Oh. <laughs> he did. I wanted. That's what I was going to guess, but I thought, well, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to say something sad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, it's because I left a message on the the phone over the uh, over at the house I used to own, and told him right. I had a little something for his birthday, so he he came by. Oh, and did you actually have something for his birthday, or or was that just a... No, not at all. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you'd call him and say you had something for his birthday, thinking that he wouldn't really <laughs> show up. <laughs> well, I didn't think he would, but he did, and yes, I did, looking, so it all worked out. Looking for, looking for the moral high ground? <laughs> no, no, I had something waiting on him. <laughs> all right. Well, did it? Would it go all right? Was it awkward? Oh yeah, in fact, and yeah, it was kind of awkward. I, I mean, I'm still a little miffed at him, but uh, yeah, it went <laughs> fine. In fact, we're thinking about going out to breakfast every Saturday morning when my hours change. All right, all right, that's good. That'd be good. Cats in the cradle right. and the silver spoon. <laughs> <laughs> We don't we have the audio here down, anymore. Didn't we? <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, we thought well, it was over. It just, yeah, there didn't seem much hope for the futures so on that one, so we just went in and took it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We had a we had a wonderful time. So. Good. Yes. yes, the old the old uh, changing of the hours coming up very soon. Here's the other big news from J-Man. <laughs> no, no, J-Man, dig it. Well, you know, the the sad part is, you know, we all get our hours cut. Beer mind Beth and I will lose some hours. But here's the thing. She wants to work there all winter. So Mike and I have devised a schedule that after the first of the year, she's I'll work all week. And she'll work Saturday and Sunday. Really? You're going to be a Monday through Friday man all of a sudden, huh? I know. Yeah. That is so exciting. But here's the downside, J-Man. If I'm not pre- prepared for the show on Sunday, 
with Saturday off all day, I have no excuse. Uh-huh. And see, I like to have something to fall back on. <laughs> That's right. You need something or someone to blame things on, right? Exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing, well, Jay Man. You know who we you know who we can blame for um trying to instill world peace in this big blue marvel of ours? Who? Our guest. And I think she's here. on she's on the switchboard. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hey. Would this be the warm and wonderful Ms. Mimi Lennox? This is Mimi Lennox, and I just heard something about blaming Mimi Lennox for something. Hmm. Oh. Blaming we're, you we're for instilling world peace. Oh. Well, I, I'm yeah. guilty. Okay, I plead guilty. That's all right. It's so nice when, to be when, with uh, you. Thank when, you for having me here. Oh, oh thanks thank for coming you for on. being here. That's great. We had a we we were we were having a big strategy set one day and we said, you know, maybe we ought to try that mini Linux check and see if she'll come on. <laughs> because well, I appreciate because Mimi, Jay and I said to each other, Let's give peace a chance. That's Let's what we do said. <laughs> I remember um back in the days the beginning days of blogging in two thousand six, sound seems like a lifetime ago now. I remember mm-hmm. the two of you so well, and we were all in the same community of bloggers. Uh, uh, and it, it was quite an exciting time. Blogging has changed. Yeah. yeah. Those were the good old yeah. days. Those, Those were. were the good old days. <clears throat> Lots of some, uh, your, your radio show uh, has come about. Lots of people are doing new and diverse things. It's just amazing to watch how people are, are, are writing books and publishing on their own and uh, branching out into the, into the world that you two are in now. It's really exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blogging has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of sad in some ways because I do miss the old bloggerhood. It's I do, cool too. It's not quite the community that it used to be uh, because of social media. I mean, we're we're just scattered everywhere. Yeah. And even if I, you know, added a bunch of them, on Facebook, you know, just an occasional little like is all you see. You don't really get a lot of interaction. <laughs> mhm, mhm. And I think that's yep. what was so important uh, at the beginning of the peace movement, where we we really did interact with each other. And I think there's some of that going on in Facebook and Twitter, but then you have to find it and kind of bring it all into one place. And um, but we're still a community of peace bloggers, and and that's really. That's right. an exciting thing. We're growing, and I don't think we would have grown to this level without, of course, without Facebook and Twitter. Um, sure. But it's still and, blogging. And, uh, yeah, and <laughs> let me let me stop you right there, if I might. Before we get into the why and all that, um, explain to people in the audience mm-hmm. what exactly you are doing as far as, you know, promoting peace and your organization and all that. Well, we as started blog blast um, for peace. Blog blast for peace actually started with a blog post um, that I wrote in 2006 on my blog Mimi writes. And someone asked me, I think uh, Jay sent questions and said, "Did you mean to start a peace movement, or did you think that it would ever 
become a movement? And the answer is absolutely not. Do you remember the day in 2006 when the single-engine planes fell, uh, flew into the apartment building in New York City? It was just a few years after 9-11, and I had written a post about it, and it really uh, you know, it bothered people. It reminded us of what happened uh, on 9-11. And so I wrote a post, and I thought, you know, this is just a helpless feeling. What can we do to um, – what, what can we do? We People felt powerless. People were afraid. So I just – threw out a challenge uh, on my blog and said, why don't we write the words Dona Nobis Pacem, which is Latin for grant us peace, on a graphic and post it on November 7th. At that time, it was November 7th. And about 54 people answered. I didn't know 54 people even read my blog in 2006 and said, <laughs> this is a great idea. Let's do this. I'm in. It was about three weeks till till launch day, and people began to really respond to it, and that's how it started. Well, wow! I think that uh, uh, I think that plane crash involved a major league baseball player. Hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he At pitched for the uh, for the Yankees, right? Hmm. I'm Yankees. Everything, were, and I think he pitched for the Reds at one point. Hmm. Right. Everything that happened yeah, at I the do. time in the news, yeah, was was startling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember it though, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really kind of awesome. That I mean, fifty four people on, on the you know just right there, it's kind of uh, like oh hey let's do this, and fifty four people agreed because that that's more than listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, at least fifty five. We have at least fifty five listening. Right, so Our numbers are a little kind of, down this week because of the coup yeah. in Burkina Faso. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, which and granted, brutal dictator, you know, and he finally gets you know twenty seven years in power, but uh, it it cost it cost us a little. We have to admit. Yeah. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So this thing was kind of just. Uh, I mean, this this wasn't something you just sat around and, you know, kind of made all these big plans of. It just kind of happened. Absolutely not. It was, it just happened. I I didn't, um, and delightful, it's just been a delightful experience as as it's grown. I mean, today we have, this morning I looked and there were 25,246, I think the last I checked on the Facebook fan page. Uh, I think that number is low actually, and it's only because we we we're not funded. We don't, we're not sponsored. Um, it's just one person posting ads when she can. I think it's phenomenal. I do think that um, um, the way it has grown is sets it apart from other quote unquote movements or or fan pages out there because of the um, substance. Of what people write and what they send in, send in, and their um, their faithfulness to the movement and what it means to them. So I do think that we are um, a true community of bloggers who believe in our own corners of the world that we simply want peace, and that's really all it is. It's a wish, it's a prayer, it's what we write every November fourth, and November fourth is the day that's. Uh, is always going to be November 4th because my grandfather's birthday is November 4th and 
if you've read any huh. of of my um and I know you have um writings about the day, it did start uh with him. Yeah, and explain that because uh, explain yeah. the whole peace globe concept because you have a story behind that. I do. Um well when I November seventh when I sat down and began to read my emails that morning, I had about 249 emails uh, come in with people all over the world who were sending in peace clubs. And I was just overwhelmed. There were people from Oman and the Philippines, and it was just very exciting. But I had no peace post. It was about four minutes, four hours. It seemed like minutes, but it was four hours to midnight. And I'd ask people to post at midnight Eastern Standard Time their globe and their peace post. And I didn't have one. So I just had to step away from the computer and all the technical things that I needed to do and all the the promos that I needed to do and just stop and just try to find my center and what I needed to say. I didn't have anything at that moment. And I just went into my, my piano room, and there's a bowl of wooden marbles that my grandfather left for me that he'd made uh, and back in the 1920s, that handmade marbles made, and they'd been on my piano for 25 years, just sitting in the bowl. And I was dusting and cleaning, and there's a blue one that's on top of the others. And I started to clean it and to look at it and really inspect it, and it just hit me that it looked like a glow. It looks just like a world glow. And we'd already just like our big blue marble. It does. It, it does mm-hmm. absolutely. And so it hit me, that's what I need to write about. And so I went back to the computer and wrote the story of what my grandfather meant to me and how he brought peace to my life. And he was such a, a, a man of um, of peace, and he walked the walk, and he really didn't he didn't talk the talk, but he taught me about unconditional love. And really that's the premise of where my peace comes from. It's, it's the, the strength that he gave me because he simply loved me. It's not that complicated. So that's where it started, and it, with my grandfather's marble, and then he, the marble now is the love. The- yes. Hello. Hello. Oh, you kind of faded out for a second. I think we're breaking up a little bit. You went away for a second. Now you're back. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Technology. Okay, so mm-hmm. after you, so you do this first one, you got fifty-four people, and, and mm-hmm. so this was really kind of started out about like you know like inner peace, like what brings you your peace in you know this world. Right. right. In this I wrote wild about what and exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So then, did you then say? Hey, this could, you know, grow into something pretty big here. No. I'm going to start, you know, really pushing this. Or did I, you just you know wait what? till next I, November and do it again? I never, never said that to myself at all. It just happened, and the reason it's so special is that peace bloggers make it special. It's so important to them. I mean, I get letters from people who say, "I never thought I had a voice until this." They wait all year for Peace Globe Day. It's just they keep me going. I don't sit around and say, oh, what can I do next year? Of course, I would love it to grow exponentially. Of course, I would. But it does that on its own. And I think, for me, 
the importance of it is what it means to other people because they inspire me. People take time off from work to do Peace Day. People are now doing things off the blog page, which is extremely exciting. There's a blogger, if I may tell the story, uh, um, in Pennsylvania. Her no, name is Her name is Goodnight Graham. And she, last year, decided to bake cookies, and she called them peace treaties, which I thought was quite clever. And she took them with her... <laughs> Faced them with her granddaughter and took them out into the community, and and gave them out for Peace Day. And then she made scarves with peace signs and she gave them away. And she she wrote this week and said that her daughter had her granddaughter granddaughter had asked her, um, when are we going to do the peace treaties again? So that type of thing, and there are lots of stories like that, but that type of thing is what's important, I think, to me and to the world and to everybody else who who chooses to designate even just one day to do something out in their community. Jay does that every day. He takes cookies out to the little kids, but I don't think it's I don't think it's peace related. Oh my God. Well she researched all the peace trees. It was quite amazing. So Jay, tell me what are you doing for Peace Day this year? Are you baking cookies um. early? <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? That doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it's a great doesn't. idea. Who doesn't You're like a globe? <laughs> yeah. I, well, they're round like a globe, you know, and you can. Yeah, there you, you go. You can, you can kind of, you know, if you if you if you if they're homemade, you can kind of try to you know put the uh, little chocolate chips in to make for the continents. That would be kind of cool, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? That's a great idea. Or a little blue icing on top. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the snow-capped, uh, the, well, it's yeah. not as big as it used to be, but the Antarctica, the snow caps, you know, nice caps. With J-Man. <laughs> Speaking of Antarctica, Mimi, mm. you, got your, uh, you got your feast first uh, peace blog follower from Antarctica recently, didn't you? I did this week. He's a Russian scientist, a research um, scientist from the Vostok Station on Antarctica. And he, I mm-hmm. and asked him if he would like to participate. He said, sure, I've, I have it marked on my calendar. I'd be glad to do it. So it's our, we have all seven continents now, and I'm really excited about it. Um, it's it's yeah. pretty amazing. And, and you say he's a, a Russian? Is that what you said? No, he, he's, he's at the... At the Vostok station, he works for uh, different oh. different governments, but oh. he's a he's a okay. physician. Well, I think he's I was a biochemist. Sure because we didn't want to put him in any danger with putting mm. him in I think <laughs> Goodnight Graham might knit him a sweater or something and send it, and so we'll we'll have a little uh, peace peace talk before this happens. We won't let anything bad happen to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you, so you, all seven continents. How many uh, total countries are you? Uh, um, have peace blocks, as right? of last night, we had uh, 210 um, countries and/or territories. There are about 52 uh, missing, the outlying uh, Pacific Islands or the territory, British overseas territories in the South Pacific Islands. There are some uninhabited places. I don't think how we're going to do that, but. 
Uh, there are a few that we still need. Um, yeah. Um, so we have are there any in like? Hand. Are there any like you know big countries, name countries, countries we'd recognize that you don't get anybody from that you just can't believe there oh, isn't one? Like France. We, of course. <laughs> Silly. Of course. Are you on my blog reading all of the globes? Globe sighting. You should go and look at the globe sightings. I have them listed by country. What is the, and then uh, I have them listed by city. Let's see. What's what's we the have, uh, URL? We have mm, okay. Go to mimilinux.com and it's L E N O X, just one N. And then there's a a link at the top of the page that will send you to the official site. And all the globe sightings are there in all the countries. I actually have them broken down into cities as well, but that's not on the page um, yet. I just, I just keep counting and documenting, um, which takes up quite a bit of time, too. It's great. <laughs> what is your most obscure place that you've gotten a response mm-hmm. from? Most obscure place. Well, let me go back here. See Andorra, uh, which is a small um, in Europe. Andorra just came in this week. Little bitty uh, on the on the border of France and Spain. Very small place Uh, that came in this week. uh, Burkina, Cameroon. Um, We got Gibraltar this week, and uh, Sierra Leone. Gosh. Well, I'd quarantine. I'd quarantine that one. I'd quarantine. <laughs> we can't quarantine on Peace Globe Day. There will be no quarantine. Oh boy! I did it. Mm-mm. No. Taking a risk. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's really. Uh, that, I mean, it's kind of amazing that you, you know some of these countries can't even can't even come up with a uh, somebody to compete in the Olympics, but they've uh, they got some peace bloggers. They have <laughs> some peace awesome. bloggers. It is. It really is. In spite of not having clean water or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not joking because. Well, yeah. I wasn't making it. They don't have clean water and yet they yen for mm-hmm. peace. Mhm. Mhm. Everybody does. Yep. It's it's a universal. Most people do. Universal, yes, most, <laughs> most people, people do. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If everyone We'd did, like everybody. this wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We would ha- we would not need peace clothes anymore if if we had a peaceful planet. Yeah. Just to keep it going. We wouldn't but be so worried about what's going to happen on Tuesday. <laughs> Say that again. Now you're breaking up. Uh, I said we wouldn't be so worried about what's going to happen on Tuesday if everybody. Now are you talking about elections, about right? Peace. Uh, well, maybe just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to worry about in today's world, wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are the uh, you mentioned earlier? You, know, you said you have no, uh, you don't have any sponsors, so you're right. not uh, you're not an astroturf organization for the Koch brothers or anything like that. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> of course not. Do you have any uh, any plans in the future that you might? Uh, pick up a sponsor or do you think it's better to stay independent like this 
Hmm, it just depends. It, um, I'm open to to anyone who'd like to um, discuss that with me. We just, really we need um, donations for advertising and that kind of thing. Um, I'm very protective of the movement because it's extremely personal to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, but we 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 certainly could use more advertising because I find that once it's out there, it's it's really uh, quite. Um, People really uh, love it, and once you're a peace blogger, usually you're you're always a peace blogger. Um, well, and, and along those lines, uh, if you got advertisers and sponsors and help, what is your ultimate goal? With well, I, I remember um, at the beginning, I was quite naive about uh, blogging in general and blogs in general, and I said I'd like to have a peace globe on every every website. At the time, there were 70 million <laughs> blogs, 70 million. Someone said, really? You want a peace globe on every website? Well, sure. you know, at the time, why not? I mean, at the time, I I would never thought that I'd have 210 countries and now over 30,000 people with the logo and peace globes floating around in the, in the blogosphere. Why not? So now, you know, we are close to having every country. We have every continent. We're close to having every country. Then we'll go to every city. So we'll do this in chunks. And and really when something becomes overwhelming, when it gets overwhelming to me in the big picture, you do have to scale it down and just take it one step at a time, and we'll go to the next level. Yeah, excellent. And, of course, you always have to worry about, because there's always people or groups out there that want to that wanna hijack every movement, every, you know, Everything right. that people do, and so you always right. have to worry about that. Those those people. Right. Yeah. ISIS, ISIS comes to mind. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if you're doing something good in the world, you're always going to be attacked. And I think my my peace bloggers and and the movement that we are that we started, it's just really, um, it, it's a good it's a good thing, and it, it's um it comes from a good place. Um, and I, I don't, you know, a lot of politics are involved in, in, in many of the things that are going on in our world today. And I don't, I don't know that, you know, we, what can we do to change one group? They, the only thing that that can be done is that they have cha- change has to come from within the person, um, and that's the best that we can that any of us can do on a daily basis. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you, uh, do you, uh, do you get out there and, and march, you know, march. protesters no. and their, their marches and stuff like that? Or no, we've you involved not, in we've those, not done that any. type of stuff? I don't, know. This keeps me quite busy, um, with, with what we're doing here. Uh, but no, we have not had any marches or anything like that. And I don't, I, I don't do that. I am a child of the sixties and seventies. So, um, not, not your typical peace, Nick, um, that uh, connotation that comes with that, but um, more of a you know, uh, peace-loving, flower power kind of girl back in the 70s. <laughs> um, yeah. But Mimi, if you did march, yes. would yes. you be wearing a pencil skirt? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I knew you would bring a pencil skirt. 
I I am wearing a purple skirt now. I will yes. See? I would. I would there wear we the purple skirt. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably have some peace signs on it. Maybe wear some boots yeah. and yeah. Sure. Do you say boots? Boots, yes. Oh. <laughs> made for walking. <laughs> boots are made for walking. I'm at I'm at peace now, J Man. I'm at peace. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you um have you uh, uh have you ever considered, you know, also things like, you know, like the Occupy movement? Hmm. You look at I've groups considered- like that and you think about like, you know, maybe these, you know, these these I don't want to say left-wing movements, but maybe these mm-hmm. these movements, uh, you know, people power movements. Kind of mm-hmm. coming together, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of people power here on the blog and on the on the internet. But I have thought about maybe by region get, uh, getting people together here and there, because um, we I do have people in um, list to where they are and, and 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 they do talk to each other and know each other. Uh, but we haven't done anything formal as of yet. It would be really cool to have. Uh, maybe a, a peace conference or something like that on a small scale to begin with, and just think about it regionally. Because I know that there are people who would who would do that in their own communities. They might get together with other peace bloggers um, off the page. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they have you know like meetups, blogger meetups, Twitter meetups, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's an idea. Absolutely. Would you Would you like to be my uh, campaign manager? <laughs> well, you have I don't good know. Good idea here, Matt. <laughs> Well, you know, you guys could always do a little uh, uh, blog blast for peace uh, seminar type thing at uh, something like, you know, when like what those uh, the folks at the Daily Co's, you know, they get together and do their annual mm-hmm. convention thing mm-hmm. or moveon.org or even, you know, mm-hmm. give it a try at the uh, conservative uh, mm-hmm. action political thing, CPAC. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you never know. They there might be a few people there that are into peace. <laughs> you know, we we have people from all political uh, uh, streams in our movement, so we're not uh, we don't really pigeonhole anybody, or we accept all parties, all political parties, and um, try not to. Uh, I, I try not to talk about politics. I do have very concrete opinions, um, uh, but they're personal, and I, you know, but we we. A lot of this movement is just tolerance, tolerance for diversity, and and allowing people to to have a voice. Um, huh? I'm not sure I answered your question. No, no, you did, you did, <laughs> excellent. <clears throat> so, what about people who say? Yeah, that's all and well and good, but that's not the real world. That's not how it really works. In the real world, we've got groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda that we have to deal with. And there might be not any other way to deal with them other than through mm-hmm. bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we have to defend freedom, and I'm absolutely a supporter of of our troops and our military, um, if, if there, there are times that peace has to be defended. Um, what are your What are your views on that, Matt? Mine. Well, mm-hmm. uh, just in the current case uh, with ISIS, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're never going to destroy them mm-hmm. ideologically, but mm-hmm. they need to be destroyed militarily. And mm-hmm. because there's innocent people who suffer, and yes, in a case like that, they mm-hmm. should just be blown off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not uh, not going to be a lot of uh, peace blogs written by the uh, the folks at ISIS. I well, think, because there's um, no dealing with that type of uh, uh, mindset. Well, not in that yeah. Case. Well, I don't think we we're used to dealing with with this kind of ideology. I mean. I've heard people say this year that it's quite difficult for them to focus on peace. I mean, it's a, it's a hard year to block peace. Sure. Yeah, it is. Well, that yeah, because they're you know what they the things they've done and and their actions are so horrific that you know, like Matt said, that's not somebody you can just sit down and reason with, or at least it does. You know, right? They exactly. don't they don't appear to be people you can mm-hmm. you know talk things out with. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it just leads to another conundrum because the Turks won't get involved because of Syria, because that's their mortal enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to go after Assad, and we need to supply friendly Syrian troops. There are no friendly Syrian troops. Right. So oh. it's just that place in the world is just full of hate for whatever reason. Well, and the you know the Palestinians and Israelis have been fighting since 1948. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's just a a, a continuum of uh, and 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 why I think it's important to keep to keep the positive words and the powerful words out there. I mean, what else what else well, do we have? What is the alternative? No, there is no alternative. You um beat the uh, brutal people up when you can, but you got to keep the positive out. In fact, uh, I, I feel really sorry for the Lebanese people because they are, for the most part, one of the nicest groups of people in the world, and mm-hmm. groups just keep going into that country over and right. over. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they just keep getting caught in between. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really sobering when you think about all the all of the wars that are going on, all the things that are people are. We have no clue. We think that we have it so bad sometimes, and we just you you have no clue until you really start to research what's going on. Um, yeah. And of course, we could also you know get into the never-ending discussion about you know maybe if you know countries like the U.S. and Britain and stuff did more to you know promote peace and democracy rather than divide people. Right. But, you know, that's, that's, that's another discussion. <laughs> well, <laughs> instead of being reactionary. Years of yeah. 50, 60 years of, you know, bad policy that has brought us to where we are today. <laughs> mm. I don't think that peace clubs are going to fix the politics <laughs> of, the, of the last, you know, 100 years, but um, we're, we're giving it a shot. We're trying that's all you can do. Well, that, well that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of what makes it. That's part of what makes it. Uh, you know, better than than some of the uh, you know groups out there where there's kind of this. Uh, you know, there's this 
we know what the reality is, but we also know that you know we want to uh, we want to stay on the positive side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys aren't all sitting there saying, you know, well, if we just if we just melt down all the guns and use those to make a little trophy for everybody, everybody will be fine. <laughs> I like to stay on the positive side myself, but I also like to have a F-15 double eagle in my back pocket. <laughs> just in case. So, <laughs> so what do you see as the uh, the, the future? How do, what, where do you see things going from here for for the blog well, blast for peace? Here's the social media landscape changes so rapidly, and it you know, does, and it's. Yeah. Right, it's very it's hard to keep up with. As soon as you know, you think you have one thing figured out, either Facebook changes uh, the rules, and it's it's hard oh, to keep man. up with people on Facebook because they don't allow you if you buy an ad and and they serve it, and then you can you can target it to the countries. Uh, you only have you only target to twenty five countries at a time, so then you have to put more money into the ad, and we have. I, I don't know how they, they keep changing things, and then I have to go back and change the target for the ad. So every time I think I have it figured out and I know where people are and where we need to target, they change it. And then they won't allow you to actually see who it is that um, pass After 500 people, then they disappear. So, uh, And you don't really know where they're from or who they are. So you have to actually do a search to figure out where these people are. It's very time-consuming, and it's important to me to figure out, you know, where the locations are and because I'm, I'm documenting how many countries and, and uh, nationalities we have. So, uh, yeah, everything changes. And I'm not very good at Twitter. I really need people who know that format and can, and can get that ball rolling, so to speak. Um, and then there's Tumblr and all kinds of, you know, Pinterest. We are all, all of those uh, websites. It's really hard for one person to keep up with. But I'll tell you, I have some peace bloggers out there who help me. I mean, they do an amazing job every year of getting getting the word out. Yeah. And, and I'd well, I mean, love it's, to thank uh, you for that. It's hard to keep up with those sites if all you do is post silly pictures and make jokes. I, can, I mean, if you're trying to do something serious, I can imagine how time-consuming and difficult it would well, be. Yeah, I was going to say, Mimi, they, uh <laughs> Based on Jay's comment, if you're going to get on Tumblr, you got to have mm-hmm. pictures of naked women promoting. Oh my goodness! Well, that's not us. So I guess we won't pop very popular there. Um, so no, maybe that explains why we have not gotten that going very well, or I just don't know how to which, which button to push. Um, I know that on Facebook they keep changing the uh, the algorithms and the and. They keep doing the code and like fan pages and and groups right. and stuff like that right. are even harder to do because they they show up in people's timeline even less and you can't you know they don't see it as often and it, God it just gets it just, I know, you know sometimes unless I, you're I know. A, unless you're a corporation of course well and it's all you know it's all about money and advertising dollars and I understand mm-hmm. that but. Um, you know, I'll post something on the on the fan page, and I want 
the 25,000 people there to see it. And then it will come back and say, 14 people followed this post. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, why again, you other people to we, we have found that uh, pictures of, say, Scarlett Johansson, Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, you know, they move the needle a little, a little. So maybe you need they celebrity do. endorsements. Maybe I'm sorry, you need, breaking uh, up. Maybe you need a celebrity endorsement. Oh, that would be awesome. Do you know yeah. any besides mm-hmm. yourself? Do you know any? Um, I have well, one right here. Yes. Um, let's see. No, I don't. <laughs> no, oh, that's a shame. Well, you know, I have Brittany's, written to Oprah and, and to Ellen. And and I'm yeah. And the Pope. I'm still waiting for him. We need people from Vatican City. <laughs> we really do. Angelina Jolie. There you go. I haven't thought of that. Somebody well, needs you. to really put a bug in the ear of the Pope. Uh-huh. Well, we'll I think see he'd how be that works out. Water. I uh, have tweeted yeah. the Pope many, many times and I'm still waiting for a response myself. So Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He has tweeted well, maybe, him so much. I thought priests were creepy. It's J-Man <laughs> who has become creepy. Well, see, well, now you, what you we'll still got faith. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do is we will uh, uh, we will tweet every celebrity we can think of this afternoon to awesome. get them to, uh, to, re- to see if we can get any of them to retweet this show or retweet the, uh, the Facebook page for Blog Blast for Peace. Maybe one awesome. of them somewhere along the along the lines well. That'd be great. Right. That would be very helpful. Thank you very much. But, you know, I hope that you have not said something to the Pope that's going to cause us not to get Vatican City. I'm kind of worried about that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no, no, no. man, no. <laughs> no. Okay. The Pope and I are tight. We're tight. Really? This Pope. This Pope. Now, if you were to, if you were writing to the previous pope, we would have a problem. <laughs> I see. Yes, we would. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you, really, I'm not kidding. I I really do. You know, we sent. I I really do intend to 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 get a response from him. And a peace globe has to be on every blog and every website, and it will be in every country and every city, and it will be represented without, with or without. Celebrities, which I think is the mm-hmm. beauty of this movement, absolutely. All right. So on November fourth, it's pretty amazing. On November fourth, it's really maybe. pretty amazing that that this has grown the way it has. I'm really uh, amazed at it. I, I'm that. amazed at it myself. I mean, I I did not sit down, as you said, with it, but there's no agenda. I didn't sit down with a pen and paper and say I'm going to begin a peace movement. It really be, just took off on its own. And it went from blog to blog to blog. And as you know, the days of blogging are not as they were. It's almost like the death of blogging has occurred. And I really wish it would resurrect because we're just not the same kind of community when we're all scattered across and across so, so many social media platforms. Um, but the beauty of it is that it does go from blog to person to person with or without big-name endorsements, which is just awesome. I mean, it's everyday people. Uh, voicing uh, their hearts on the page, and, and and it means something to them. And so I'm so thankful that they that they continue to inspire me. Because honestly, if there's one thing I could say to any peace blogger who is listening, that I appreciate how much I appreciate you. 
and how much you inspire me every single day. Because, you know, I have a work-a-day world, too, and my, my world is stressful, and I strive every day. And then some days I come home and think, okay, I need to blog piece. I need to do the website. I need to do the promos for three or four hours, and I'm tired. And then someone will send in a peace globe with something just amazing on it. Um, we have kids. We, now we have some classrooms and some schools who are, who are, who are involved. That's my next project is getting um, – there's some teachers who are doing this as a lesson with their kids. And I can't wait until November 4th to see what they've done um, with their classrooms. All right. Outstanding. So on, no, so on November 4th, what can anyone listening do uh, as far as your blog blaster? If you go and where to, do they uh, go? Where they go, you you can go to MimiLennox.com, um, and there's a link at the top of my blog. Or you can go directly to the official page, which is blogforpeace.com, and it's blog the number four peace.com, mm-hmm. and that will that's that house that's our gallery of all the peace clubs, and I've documented about seven thousand. I have a long way to go uh, of documenting. But that's, that houses all the peace clubs. It will tell you exactly uh, what you need to do. All you need, there's a template link where you can choose your own blank template, and there are many colors to choose from. They're free. And then you just simply make your own peace globe, post it on November 7th. Some of them already have the Latin words written on them. And if you're not good with graphics, message me, Mimi Lennox on Facebook. We, will, we have peace bloggers standing by who can make them for you. We'll even do that for you. So if you're not good with graphics, we'll stop it for you. Wow. And you just post right. it November 4th. And uh, if you tag me it's e- on, on Facebook, it's easier uh, for me to keep up with them because they just I, I can't keep up unless you tag. Or you can post it directly to the fan page. And that's Blog Blast for me. All right, then. Fantastic. All right. Will you be there with us, Matt and Jane? You know it. You know it. We're okay. there. We're there now too. I we're know, there. and I appreciate it so much. <laughs> I I'm, thank you so much for for having me and um, and letting me promote and and take this opportunity to tell the story. Um, and our motto is that words are powerful in this matter. So I, I'm really excited about November fourth, and can't wait to see what people all over the world are sending in. And I'll be sure to share it with all of you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Mimi. Yeah. Great, great job, Mimi. You're wonderful. Thanks, Matt, and we'll we'll talk later. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. That was pretty fantastic, wasn't it? That was. All right. That was a lot of so, peace uh, in one hour, J-Man. It was. So let's uh. Let's do let's do this real quick, and then we'll be back with the uh, second half of this exciting show. All right. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? How many seas must a
Dylan should write a little bit longer songs, to be honest with you. He should, shouldn't he? Well, you could have done the Neil Young version. It's awesome. It's like five (laughs) minutes, Jay, man. I know, could have. (laughs) You could have taken a piss and made a sandwich. Yep. All right. So anyway, that was awesome. (coughs) Thanks to Mimi Lennox. Yeah, very good guess. Mimi was was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, she did a great job. I'll tell you what, Jay, I bet she looked hot. I bet she looked hot. I bet she looked fantastic. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Because Uh who wouldn't get dressed up for us? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Most people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I've got a note here. Something I was supposed to ask you about, Matt. Apparently you... uh, you rolled the dice, the old uh, pizza dice this week, and you went with Tombstone oh. Pizza. Yeah, because we're you know we're big Totino's fans, right? Yeah, yeah, well, we haven't had Tombstone in God for forever, and we couldn't remember. But Schmoop, you know, she got an insider's deal on him. <laughs> Well, J-Man, here's the verdict. We think it was good. See, we <laughs> had it on Friday. <laughs> and Schmoop was off at 2, and I was off at 5. And by the time we ate mm-hmm. it, I'm sure it tasted good. Or it probably didn't <laughs> probably. taste like anything. We don't know. <laughs> so here's a shout-out to uh, Tombstone Pizza. It may have been good. That could be their new slogan. (laughs) And in fact, whatever we have today, J-Man, don't ask me if it was good or not, because uh, we won't know. Uh All we know is that at some point you'll look at it and say, 
Get in my belly! Well, I think, in fact, Saturday morning we looked in the trash can and saw the empty box and said, It's gone! (laughs) 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 All right, then. (laughs) Thanks for the update on that. And uh, that will uh, that will inspire us to uh, maybe or maybe not. We'll all go out and get a tombstone pizza. Uh-huh. Apparently, apparently, Mr. Vague is doing frozen pizza reviews now. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you plan on getting drunk tonight, <laughs> tombstones your brand. <laughs> I guess so. Well, there were no uh, negative effects of it, though. I mean, right? No, there was no. no uh, there were no, no. three a.m. Run, running to the bathroom or anything nope. like that. So. No. Well, all right then. That's no, about all you can sleep. really ask we, for from frozen pizza. Yeah, we both slept soundly. <laughs> With a full tummy. Uh-huh. Happy and satisfied. Yep. All right. So, Matt. Uh, did you early vote? Have you early voted, or are you just going to wait till? No, I always like to go on the day. Yeah. <laughs> You're a traditionalist about these things, right? I am. I am, yeah. Well, I went and voted on Thursday, and it was yeah, quite the experience. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I got down there. It wasn't too crowded. In the crowds, right. you know, you got to be strategic about these things. You know, sure. middle afternoon on Thursday, late in the early voting period. So, you know, things have kind of calmed down a bit. And <clears throat> so yeah. I didn't have to wait very long. And then a right. uh, nice little old lady, you know, one of the volunteers working the polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, was she you know, what? me over. Was she 82? Pretty close. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. in that general <laughs> age range. <clears throat> And she, uh, uh, she, you know, got me over there, and she asked my name, and I told her. And uh, then she got on her little laptop, and she says, A, B, A, M, S. Two finger, two finger typist. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. And uh, and then she uh, asks for my ID, and Mm -hmm. I said. Secretary of State Mark Martin says we don't have to show ID. Uh-oh. Controversy. Says, well, he's wrong, sir. <laughs> and then I said, and that's why I'm not voting for him. <laughs> he doesn't even know the rules. Because I knew we still had to show ID. The new yeah. voter ID law was struck down by the state Supreme Court. But we already had a voter ID law. They just tried to make it Ah. much more restrictive, you know. So I already knew that you had to show my driver's license. So I gave her my driver's license. And Mm -hmm. she she says, uh, Jason Adams. And I said, yes, that's me. (laughs) And she then says, okay, 
what's your date of birth? And I said, it's right there on the driver's license. (laughs) And she looked at me and said that she wasn't really in the mood for this. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Are you still there? Yeah, I was just... And so, I, I got a little The studio audience is laughing as well, Jay, man. So anyway, so then I, I said, okay, yeah, yeah, no, not a problem. So I give her my date of birth, and she types it in. Oh, my God. And then she asks for my address, to which <laughs> I halfway pointed oh, my driver's now? license. Really? I then half, I halfway pointed at my driver's license and then thought better of it and just told her, 2104 Cypress. And then her computer crashed. So we had to wait for it to reboot and everything like that. Now, you can't, I mean, sure, I could have gone over to another person and not had to wait. But, no, it was better to just wait, apparently. Sure. (laughs) So so her computer comes back, and the greatest moment in voting history happens. Her computer's back. She goes, okay. Two, one, zero, four. And I say, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, she says, two, zero, one, four. And I say, no, 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 it's 2104. And she goes, no, no. And she puts her hand up, you know, the, the you know, talk to the hand thing. And she stopped. Oh, for a she did not. She did she not. Said, then she, yeah, oh, she did. And then oh. she says, Two zero one four, and I said, "Hold it! It's twenty one oh four, Cyprus. It's not two. And she goes, "No, hold on, no." And then she says, "P J X seven six. And then she looks at me. She goes, "I was having to put in my password." Oh my God. <laughs> So you have access to thousands of votes, don't you, J-Man? I could have ruined Tom Cotton's day right there. <laughs> oh, my anyway, God. So then we had to go through it again. She had to ask my date of birth again, which was still on my driver's license, but it's okay. I gave it to her. <laughs> and, and you're then, still trying to help her out. Yeah, and then she asked my address again. And she goes, that was Cyprus, right? And I look at her and I said, yeah, 2104. And she just smirked at me. I know. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't wave the finger, the old 82-year-old finger. <laughs> but she put the old hand up, the stop hand, and go, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> and she read it. But anyway, so I'm wondering if she's at Walmart. And she just swipes her debit card, and then like you know six six three. <laughs> well, well, that's pretty fun. God, I'm kind of depressed because I know I won't have that much fun at the bowling place when I go. No, you won't have that kind of fun. But I'll tell you what, J-Man, speaking about 
the um, Senate race in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. John McCain weighed in on that. I bet he did. Hi, friends. Senator John McCain here. And I'd like to applaud the people of Arkansas and their Razorback football team for putting up a spirited fight against the number one team in the country last night. Their determination and thunderous chance of Sue Wig Pooey will echo for years. That same thunderous determination is what you deserve from your next senator as well. That is why I am asking you, my friends in Arkansas, to vote for my friend, Tom Pryor. Tom Pryor (laughs) is the natural choice for the natural state. And when he wins on November 4th, we can all shout, Sue Wig Pooey. (laughs) There you go. There we go. An endorsement for Tom Pryor. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Tom Cotton had a brilliant strategy. And really? uh, he he started slow and he just let it build and it built and it built and he stayed on point all summer long, all the way into the fall. Never let uh Pryor knock him off his game. And it all came together at the last debate. And uh, here's a little sampling, and you might pick up on what his strategy was. This is a six-year term for Senate you're running for. Would you please tell us what you hope to accomplish in that six years, most of which will not be under the administration of Barack Obama? And please don't mention Obama if you can give me an answer to that. (laughs) Mr. Cotton. Well, Barack Obama can do a lot of damage in just two years. He's already done a lot of damage in six years. Barack Obama, Obama, Barack Obama, Obama doesn't. Barack Obama, the Obama, the Obama, Barack Obama, Barack Obama, 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 Barack Obama, and the Obama under the Obama, Barack 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 Obama, President Obama, Barack Obama, for Barack Obama's failed policies. Under Barack Obama's, for Barack Obama's, President Obama, Barack Obama said Barack Obama's policies. Vote for Barack Obama. I don't know if you picked up on it, (laughs) but Tom Cotton is running against Barack Obama. (laughs) And it's working. It's working. You know, that was all in the last debate. I mean, every one of those Barack Obama references were in one debate only. And it was spectacular. It was brilliant. I applaud him. Congratulations on your big victory. And uh, can't wait to see you up there side by side with Ted Cruz fighting all the uh, big Internet conspiracies every day. It's going to be great. I haven't laughed that hard since um, the FDA phone call, J-Man. <laughs> and I know. And it's really wonderful, and I'm really excited about that, that Tom Cotton will be synonymous with Arkansas, uh, much in the way that uh, the great senators, uh, McClellan, Fulbright, 
bumpers and prior have been in the past. And maybe, you know, in a different way, but still synonymous with Arkansas. Fantastic. Wow. So, there we go. Yeah. Tom Cotton's a good guy. I wonder if his uh I wonder if his campaign office is open on Sunday. It might be. Let's um let's try that out. Give him a try. I wouldn't know what he wore for Halloween. <laughs> so confident in victory that in his campaign office on Sunday. You've reached Ooh. Tom Cotton's United States Senate campaign. We're not able to take your call right now. Please leave a message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, this is Matt and Jay from IWS Radio. We want to know what Tom Cotton wore on Halloween. You know, the guy was very Nazi-like, wasn't he? He was, a little bit. And you know what? <clears throat> our, uh, one of our correspondents, the late, great Nip- Nipsey Russell, wrote a poem for Tom Cotton. Did he really? Yeah. So let's try this. Did and you I want to share Tom it Cotton on his answering machine? Yeah, because I think this is a good closer for him, and he should try it tomorrow. Monday and Tuesday. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah, yeah. My name is Tom my name is Tom Cotton. Some people think I'm really rotten. That is just not true. I am one hundred percent red, white, and blue. If you are satisfied with your message, press one. To listen to your message, press two. To erase and re record, press three. <laughs> oh, I'm satisfied. Oh, are you still you, there? Tom. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. Ahead, to on. listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. To continue recording where you left off, press 4. All right. Are you still there? If you are satisfied... There we go. Oh, you, you muted um, me. <laughs> oh, I did? Yeah, the wrong 501 number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, we we didn't think about that contingency, did we? The old, both of us having the five hundred one number. Well, I'll tell you what, Jay, man. <laughs> Tom Cotton didn't tell us what he was wearing, but maybe maybe Mark Pryor will. Let's see no. what we got going on with the Pryor man. All right. You take this one, J-Man. He's he's your boy. 
connected. <laughs> They're hanging in till the end, aren't they? Can't even afford a freaking uh, <laughs> voicemail. Unbelievable. Man, I'm gonna love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna snip at that. Just after the poem. <laughs> Are you satisfied with your call? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, J Man, John McCain. He's also very interested in the North Carolina Senate race. Oh, aren't we all? Yeah, and he's he's done an ad for um, his favorite candidate. Hi, friends. Senator John McCain here. And I'd like to applaud the people of North Carolina and the fine folks at the Troutman Chair Company. When I do get time to relax on my front porch in my comfortable and finely handcrafted Troutman rocking chair, in my mind, I'm going to Carolina. That same level of comfort and finely honed detail to craftsmanship is what you deserve from your next senator as well. That's why I am asking you my friends in North Carolina to vote for my friend Kay Tillis on November 4th. (laughs) Kay Tillis will rock things up in the do-nothing, business-as-usual world of the U.S. Senate. If I was a North Carolina man with heels soaked in tar, I would drag my dirty souls to the polls and cast my vote for Kay Tillis. All right, then. <clears throat> Great thing about John McCain is he's always on the winning side. He is. It, it, no matter what's going to happen, he's there. Yeah. All right. Hey, so, did you anyway, have that's a number another... for Scott Brown? Did you have a number I do. for Scott Brown? I do. Okay, you wanna... hold on, Dave, man. Well, hold on. Because John McCain chimes in on the New Hampshire Senate race. Hi, friends. Senator John McCain here. And I'd like to applaud the people of New Hampshire and the hardworking folks at Taylor Brothers Farm. Since 1896, Taylor Brothers Farm has been a mainstay in New Hampshire producing some of the world's finest in maple syrup and cheeses. That 
same decades-long commitment to the values and traditions of New Hampshire is what you deserve in your next senator as well. That's why I am asking you, my friends in New Hampshire, to vote for my friend, Scott Shaheen, on November 4th. (laughs) Scott Shaheen has New Hampshire roots as deep as a white mountain maple and wisdom as well-aged as a fine cheese. People in the Granite State deserve a rock-solid senator. (laughs) You deserve Scott Shaheen. So why don't we call up Scott Brown? See what he's yeah, up let's to see today. What sure. uh, do I need to put one? Uh, do I have to put one in first, or just? Yeah. Just the number. I do. Yeah, the one, no hyphens. Right. One six zero oh, three five one eight five four one two. Dialing. Ooh. Nipsey has a poem for Scott Brown, too. Does he, really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you for calling New Hampshire for Scott Brown. If you know your party's extension, please enter it now. Otherwise, stay on the line. We'll stay on Ooh. the line. Oh, yeah. We're Thank you for calling New Hampshire for Scott Brown. We're not available right now, but please leave your name number, and message, and we'll call you back. Thank you. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up or press the pound key. Hi, uh, this is uh, J-Man and Matt-Man from IWS Radio. And uh, we were just, oh, yeah, and we were just calling in because we wanted to uh, uh, tell Scott Brown how, how, how proud we are of him and how much we support him and see how things were going. And uh, <clears throat> the late, great Nipsey Russell has a poem for him. So I'll just go ahead Excellent. and do that now, okay? All right. Some say all politics is local. Candidates and supporters can get quite vocal. Scott Brown wanted to give the Senate another try, so he decided to live free or die. Huh? <laughs> I, ho- I hope that uh, Senator Brown will use that. Uh, t- tomorrow in his uh, in his rallies, okay? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we really are fully good. grown adults, y'all. We really are. I promise. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that right. went well. I think it did, too. (laughs) I think we'll get a call back. Yeah. I'm going to be monitoring Scott Brown tomorrow. I think if anybody uses it, it would be Scott Brown. He seems like the kind of guy. He's pretty cool about these things. Speaking of Scott Brown, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. We're still on Scott Brown. Well, you know, his compatriot in Massachusetts. Not that Scott Brown's from Massachusetts. No, <laughs> no, no, he's New Hampshire guy. 
Yeah, he's in, oh God, for years. Um, <laughs> the Republican um, gubernatorial candidate in Massachusetts won Charlie Baker. He had a very so- sad story about a fisherman during the debate this past week, J-Man. I kind of flirted it up with a little seaside sound. <laughs> okay. So I got asked the other day, and I may not make it through this story, I got asked the other day if um, to, to tell somebody some interesting stories of people I'd met over the course of the campaign. And I told a story about a fisherman that I met in New Bedford down on the docks who was coming off the boat. He was a big, huge man, completely soaked in sweat and salt water. And and I said I wanted to talk to him about the business and the industry. And um, and he kind of looked at me and, and he started to cry. And so I, I gave him a hug. He was a big, huge guy. It was like hugging a mountain. And um, and he shook for a while. And, and then we started talking about the business and the industry and the federal government. And and then he said, see those two kids up there? And he pointed to these two boys on the boat. And he said, those are my sons. And he said, um, they were both spectacular football players at New Bedford High School who were given college scholarships to go play football. And I told him no. I said, you're, you're going to be fishermen. I was a fisherman. My brothers were fishermen. My father was a fisherman. You're going to be fishermen. And I ruined their lives. And you hear those kinds of stories every day. (laughs) So is the crying government. The federal government's fault. That he refused to allow his sons the opportunity that was in front of them, that this great country provided them. Uh huh. Okay. And as it turns out, his entire story was bogus. (laughs) Of course it was. It happened like four years ago. It wasn't in New Bedford, and the two kids never had college scholarships to play football. Of course not. Of course not. And that's a great segue, because you know, really? even though, even though we know how horrid these candidates are, we do want to encourage, yeah. encourage people to get out to vote. And luckily, South Park did a little uh, a little song that uh, we can play for people that will inspire them to vote. Get out there and choose between a big fat turd and a stupid deuce. America, That's right. it's your birthright. <clears throat> remember, like like George Carlin used to say, remember in most elections you get one more choice than the old Soviet Union did. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He but, also, uh, really he also had a good one. He also had a good one. Uh, George Carlin said, if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. And he would say, yes, I do. You're the ones who voted them, voted them in, not <laughs> me. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? <laughs> Somebody else has some thoughts on that, too. Our good friend, Mr. Bobby Kraft, has some thoughts on voting and how necessary it is. And uh, take it away, Bobby. Hey, everybody. Bobby Kraft here for Mild Cheddar on IWS Radio. You know what? I'm not a real big political junkie, but I do think it's really important for everybody to go vote. Oh, yeah, it's true. You know that old saying, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain? Well, I personally think that's 100% true. Well, maybe not 100%, because, you know, sometimes there could be a legit reason for not voting. Like maybe you're in a coma or got sent overseas to deal with some business emergency, or, or maybe you tried to go vote, but there was a Black Panther standing there at the polling site looking real menacing and got you scared. You know, things like that. But other than that, though, there ain't no excuse to not go vote. I know a lot of you people are saying, but Bobby, my vote doesn't count. That is just not true. Every vote counts the same. Just because your Green Party candidate only got 1% of the vote doesn't mean that your vote didn't count. You stood tall in that voting booth and you voted your conscience. That's what matters most. Maybe, maybe, you know. Voting should be mandatory. Oh, I know that's going to ruffle the feathers of some of you so-called libertarian folk out there who go on and on about defending liberty. But you know, those are the same people who wanted to force that nurse in Maine into quarantine even though she's no threat to public health whatsoever. It's funny how libertarians become authoritarians when they get scared, which is often pussies. You know, people are motivated to vote for a lot of different reasons but a lot of them for the wrong reasons. we got too many party animals out here in this country. They vote a straight party line every time. And that's just stupid. What the heck is wrong with you people? You vote for that little letter next to a person's name and you end up electing people who are part of the problem and you ain't got no solutions. I saw a poll recently that said Congress only has a 13% approval rating. My first reaction to that was, who the hell are these 13% who think Congress is doing a good job? My second thought was, well, I guess they'll get the last laugh when 99% of the House of Representatives gets reelected. You know, it isn't just that I disapprove of the job Congress is doing. I disapprove of the job the voters are doing. I keep thinking about it, and you know, we just keep sending all these corrupt bastards back to Washington... They keep doing the same shitty job they've always been doing. Now that I think about it, maybe voting shouldn't be mandatory. Now that I think about it, maybe our vote doesn't really count. You know, as Mark Twain once said, I never vote for politicians. It only encourages them. He makes a good point. For IWS Radio, this has been Bobby Kraft. As always, bring in the cheese. I am going to listen to IWS Radio and dream of Jay and Matt all night long. Mm-hmm. 
does make a good point. Yeah, it does. I've always said it's the voters. They take the lazy way out. Oh, R? Yeah, I'll vote for that. D? Yeah, I'll vote for that. Yeah, or they, you know, sit there and go, you mean the, you know, the the United Nations is trying to take over Ottumwa, Iowa? Not going to put up with that. I'm voting for Joni Ernst. Yeah. I saw a (laughs) helicopter above my house the other day. Better vote for Joni, I'm afraid. You know who's not afraid of anything? Nipsey Russell has something to say about Joni Ernst. Too. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Joni Ernst is my name. Patriotism is my game. The only way to save the country is to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his weaker efforts, but still not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> not bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be rough Tuesday. The Republicans sweep into power. Yeah. We we go back to uh, default limit battles and government shutdowns. Yeah. Passing uh, budgets that include massive cuts to Social Security and Medicare and big tax cuts for rich people, everything that the public says they don't want. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. And don't forget the fact, you know, alluding to our earlier conversation with the lovely and talented Miss Lennox, the, uh, we're going we're gonna to vote in every single person who thinks a ground war in Iran would just be a great idea. Oh, sure. What the hell? And you know who will be leading the charge, J-Man? Who? Senator John McCain. Damn right. <laughs> Never met a war he didn't like. No. You know, when he, I tell you what, there's somebody else who's uh, looking forward to, to this big uh, shift to the right in the country, and that's uh, John McCain's butt buddy. I mean, his BFF, Mr. Lindsey Graham. Well, Lindsey Graham has something to say. He has some um, ideas, doesn't he? I'm not trying to help you with your tax status. I'm sorry the government's so f***ed up. If I get to be president, white men who are male-only clubs are going to do great in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> we got any Presbyterians here? <laughs> Good for you. We got any Baptists? They're the ones that drink and don't admit it. Baptists? Baptists? You know, you couldn't understand that. But here's the thing. That is so Lindsey Graham. You couldn't understand a goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he pointed out that, uh, you know, after he's reelected, he can start his presidential campaign. And mm-hmm. uh, he pointed out how great uh, white men and uh, all white private clubs are going to do under a Lindsey Graham presidency. So we got yeah. that to look forward to also. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to Lindsey Graham running for president. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, the first openly gay Republican running for president. Oh, <laughs> exactly. did I 
Did I say something out of line? Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, J-Man, speaking of gay, Apple CEO (laughs) (laughs) Tim Cook came out of the closet this week, the virtual closet, the Internet closet. (laughs) But, of course, J-Man, we already knew he was gay. Right. Because of our friends at CNBC back in July. There are gay CEOs of major companies, and I reached out to many of them, and I have to say I got an extremely cool reception. Not one would allow to be named. Well, I think, I think Tim Cook is fairly open about the fact that he's gay at the head of Apple, isn't he? Mm, <laughs> oh, dear. Was that an error? Wow. I don't know. I thought I not. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. Or was it? <laughs> well, he is now. <laughs> Thanks a lot, CNBC. Not like that. I got a fairly cool reception. <laughs> he should have reached out to Joshua. Joshua doesn't give a cool reception ever. No, Joshua's hot. He's yeah. on it, so to speak. Yeah. So are you gonna uh, you gonna vote for John Kasich? I'll tell you no. what, okay. <laughs> on the statewide ballot, I will probably not vote for anyone. Uh-huh. I'll vote for, I've uh, done that many times. <laughs> uh, secret, uh, I think it's, sec- no, not Secretary of State, Treasurer, Josh Mandel. He is the dirtbag among dirtbags. Oh. Yes, good Lord, and he just de- he hates government so much that he's desperate to be part of it every election cycle. I know. He he ran against <laughs> Sherrod Brown back in what uh, 2012 for Senate. Right. Oh my God, he's a puke. I am going to vote against him, and then I'll see what local issues we have. Other than that, <clears throat> nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I bounced around on that uh, on that ballot. I voted. I voted for Mark Pryor, which I, who I did not vote for. In uh, you mean Mark Cotton? Yeah, whatever. And then I uh, <laughs> and I voted. I voted for Mike Ross, even though I hate his guts. Uh, but in, he, he's going to lose to Asa Hutchison, who is a just a fucking puke, horrible human being. Yeah. But anyway, right. and then I. Uh, and I voted for <laughs> voted for a, a libertarian and a Green Party guy. <laughs> there you go. And I left one blank, and then I voted no on all of the uh, statewide referred issues except one. And I don't Uh-oh. remember what Which it was. One? I voted. And I voted yes on. And I don't remember it. But there was one that was really clever. Um, we have term limits here. <laughs> for all statewide offices and for the state legislature, right? All right. Now that was, that was pushed through after Clinton was governor for, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. uh, The Republicans were just, I mean, they were the driving force behind that because they could, the Democrats, you know, held the the state legislature since uh, the civil war. And right. they pushed and they pushed and they finally got it on the ballot. And when they got it on the ballot, it passed because it seems like a reasonable thing. Well, then four sure. years after it passed, the Republicans finally win control of the state legislature. And as soon well, as they, they win, don't the, want that anymore, control, do they? As soon as they win 
controlled the state legislature. They put an issue on the ballot, referred issue by the legislature, and it's an ethics reform that just also happens to extend at the term limits longer terms. <laughs> How about that? Funny how, how that happens. Yes, and it's going to pass those fuckers. <laughs> anyway, I voted no on that. And there's another or another issue that would make automatically make every single county in the state wet, and would take away local uh-huh. options. I voted no on. I voted no on that. Why? So. Oh, I think that we have to maintain the local option. Maintain local option. I'm not a fan of that. It's. I mean. It, Walmart spending like $20 million to push that, so screw them. And maybe I'm exaggerating just oh. to touch how much they're spending. But it's, Man. Yeah, so. I think anyway, so we got stuff like break. that. Yeah, well. <laughs> so what you're saying, J-Man, is oh, I can buy liquor, but you can't. Exactly. Hey, we passed it. We we. We gathered the signatures. We followed the law. We oh got it done. We, we played by the rules. This is disturbing. We went wet. I don't know why, why the why the rest of the state all of a sudden has to have no rules. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> but they got the blueberry pie all over their face. They were the ones <laughs> eating the pie. Yeah, someone's eating the pie, the liquor pie. Oh, unbelievable. Well, I got my share. Oh, boy. That's terrible. Yeah, well. It is. And our friend Tiffany wasn't, I don't think, was happy with me for that that vote. She asked me how I voted on that. I knew it was coming. But I had to be honest. I said I voted no. Oh, well. <laughs> and if anyone an would like to call in on the uh, J, I don't want anyone in Arkansas to have liquor hotline, you can call in at 661-244-9852. It doesn't, it doesn't, the, the counties that are wet don't suddenly go dry. Local option still. Hey, J-Man, I have a question for you. Okay. Back in 2008, did you vote for Obama? Uh, you know, Matt, <clears throat> I think that's a little bit of a personal question. This is America. And in America, you know, we have secret ballot. Yeah, well, no, I didn't vote for Obama. All right, there have been a number of uh, media reports, as you both know, uh, on voting and who voted uh, for which uh, president and what year it happened to be in. Mm-hmm. Secretary Grimes, you've made uh, news across the state and the nation uh, about that question. Uh, and, and the first question to you is, why are you reluctant to give an answer on whether or not you voted for President Obama? Bill, there's no reluctancy. This is a matter of principle. Our Constitution uh, grants uh, here in Kentucky uh, the constitutional right for privacy at the ballot box, for a secret ballot. Mm -hmm. 
you have that right, Senator McConnell mm -hmm. has that right, every Kentuckian mm -hmm. has that right. And as Secretary of sure. State, uh, the chief election mm -hmm. official, I'm tasked uh, with overseeing and making sure that we're enforcing all of our election laws. And I've worked very closely, especially with the members of our military, to ensure the privacy at the ballot box, so those that lay their life on that line. So your reluctance is a matter of principle, standing on principle rather I'm than not, answering the question. I'm not going to compromise a constitutional right provided here in Kentucky uh, in order to curry favor on one or other side uh, or for members of the media. I'll protect that right uh, for every Kentucky. And you won't answer that question tonight? Again, you have that right, Senator McConnell has that right, every Kentuckian has the right for privacy at the ballot box. When and you if I, as chief and election official, Bill, don't stand up for that right, who in Kentucky will? Yeah. Matter of principle. And as a matter of principle, all, yeah, and as a matter of principle, all the, uh, all the Democratic and liberal groups Dumped her right at the on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be forthright about being a delegate for Hillary Clinton. Right, that's different. Yeah, that's different. <clears throat> uh oh, we got a hand up, Jay man. Let's do it. Hello, you were stupid. Gen gentlemen, stupids. Stupids J, stupids oh. Matt. It's been a little bit of, it's been a while. It has been a while. Been a while. Well, I usually attend church on uh, Sunday mornings, and I forget about you guys. You know the church of the NFL. Uh, there are many millions of devotees. But, uh, you know, I just found the last exchange or the last little clip that you played interesting, the the person, the politician, was speaking about uh, th how there should be privacy um, in the voting booth. Mm -hmm. And there's not one politician running for anything that's advocating privacy uh, in your personal life. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean... You're speaking of constitutional rights. All of these guys take an oath to uphold the Constitution. Right. Every last sure. elected official, from your city officials to uh, you know your state senators and representatives to your house of rep, can go on and on and on. They all take an oath, and it's obviously all of our rights uh, have been uh, compromised uh, thanks to. Uh, well, the the revelations of Edward Snowden, who's probably a hero, uh, brave person to put it all on the line, and no one speaks about it. But here it is: she's talking about privacy in the voting booth. But what about you know what about in our our personal lives? Any yeah, comment? Absolutely, absolutely. And I tell you what, uh, the Libertarian candidate for president, <coughs> excuse me, in 2012. Uh, former New Mexico Governor who? Gary Johnson, who Matt Man voted Love the for, guy. Yes, I uh, did. On his Facebook on his Facebook page uh, a week or so ago, he was commenting about the that we now have an Ebola czar, and he talked about all the different czars we have, including a carp czar and a you know wetland czar and all this, and he said, you know, 
we don't have a liberty czar. Isn't that interesting? And he makes a good point. There's nobody out there making sure to protect our liberty, protect our rights, is there? Certainly not. People are more concerned about the handful of people that have Ebola. ISIS. Not saying that these things aren't potentially big threats, but I'm, I'm certainly more concerned about civil liberties. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think any of our elected officials are though. Unbelievable. It's not even a topic for discussion. No. No. You don't hear no, anyone speaking about it. It's not in the news. It's not spoken about. America has America and Americans have rolled over. Now, they came this the Tom Cotton Mark Pryor campaign is as close to a issueless campaign you'll ever see from both guys. Basically, it was the other guy's bad, vote for me. There was really no discussion about any of the big issues facing America. Tom Cotton did promise that he would protect Arkansas from an invasion by Mexican drug gangs working alongside ISIS, which was nice of him. Well, that's helpful. That's nice of him. Yeah, I mean, I feel safer that way. But they basically they didn't sure? touch anything. They didn't talk about jobs. They didn't talk about long-term effects of of, of debt and deficit. And they didn't jobs. talk about and, jobs and, and, and you know, oh my civil God. rights. That would make everything so much better. Yeah, well. Let's provide people with some real jobs. You know, even if it were to build the infrastructure in this country, Rebuild the well, now we're not. Yeah, see, there's another thing nobody will ever talk about: all the bridges crumbling and overpasses falling down, and you know the all the infrastructure trouble. But oh no, let's not do anything to fix it. Oh no, that costs money. That's a problem in every state except West Virginia, because in West Virginia they rebuild them and they rename them after some obscure politician. Every bridge <laughs> in West Virginia. Has a freaking name. Well, I tell you what, if he had had one more year as governor, every single state building in this state would be named after either Mike Huckabee or his wife, because he, <laughs> he did everything he could to get his name on things. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, let me tell you, Mike Huckabee's wife is a sexy woman, J Man. <laughs> oh, she is. <laughs> I'm going to have to go upstairs and Google her because I know there's. I hear a lot of sarcasm. No, you'd rather not do that. <laughs> Janet Huckabee. Don't do that. Go to gotta... Google image search and search Janet Huckabee hot. Uh, go ahead. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nothing will come up. <laughs> no, I can imagine. You know, I have, I have clients that I speak with that uh, across the country that are Huckabee fans. Oh, yeah. So my position that I take with them, you know, I used to lightly debate some of the ones on the far right. Uh, I'm like, come on, do you really believe that? And then uh, I would, you know, take the kind of, I was like, you know, I don't believe or trust any politicians, which I don't, which I don't. And then every now and then I need an order. And I called them back. I said, you know, I want to know something. 
I've given this some thought, and you were right all along. Rick Perry is the person that should be leading this country. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to thank you for helping me see the error of my ways. And you've really helped to convince me to do some research and see what a fine man that he really is, what a open-minded, intellectual. uh, Really, the glasses. The glasses did it. Right, who understands... Uh, the complex issues facing this country, the world, and the state of Texas. Right. And uh, yeah, you know that that barrage of name calling that you directed at me worked. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and and guess what? I get the order every time. By the way. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 it's a. I won't go into all the rest. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that was you know when I lived when I lived in Texas, when you when you went on a uh, a job interview, the most important thing to do was to find out if the person interviewing you was a Longhorns or an Aggies fan. So you either wore maroon <laughs> or burnt orange to the interview. Um. Well, we're talking about sophisticated people here. I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> J-Man, it was the same, and Beasley, it was the same way in West Virginia when I was working for SEIU and trying to get a bill passed. Are you a Marshall fan or a West or Mountaineer? Guy in Virginia? <laughs> or a Mountaineer? That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, thanks a lot for calling us. We're going to work. Just got a few minutes left in the show here, Mr. Beasley. No overtime? No, no overtime. No, 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 no. no. We've got, we've, here's what we've got do naps for you, to Beasley. take and NFL to watch. You still have Beasley, me on the board? Beasley, we'll play this. And... That's What's cool. that? No, you still yeah. have we'll my this. promo that you guys made on the, on, on the, for a while ago. That, that's cool. I was going to say, we'll play this and then. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Brown Beasley, or is it Beasley Brown? Makes no matter what his name is, he's the Beasley Man. Thanks, I'm glad Beasley. your guys' show is picking up in popularity. I've always thought you guys done a real good job, and I know that you you take the extra yard for promos and characters. You guys obviously put some effort into it, and I'm glad to see that it's uh it's, get, it's getting more attention than it used to. So that's a good well, thing. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Have have a nice day. All right. Have a good one, bud. You too. You too. All right. All right. Yeah. Brown Beasley, everyone. And uh, we want to thank 
uh, Mimi Lennox for coming on. And just oh, she was awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. We love guests who come on and like to talk and like to answer questions instead of the yeah. one-word answers that some people give. <laughs> she was awesome. And get out there and do your blog blast for peace, folks. your blog blast for peace and get out there and vote and get out there and vote and let's go home take it home with a little credence clearwater revival guys really we'll protest you <laughs> song. That's an angry song right there. It is an angry song. <laughs> All right. Well, we're an angry country, Matt. What's People that? are angry out there. People are angry I out there. I know they are. Oh, People God, are we didn't play that. We should have. <laughs> People are angry, uh, man. They're really angry. Okay. Yes, go. they are, Chris. All right. All right. Awesome. There we go. I'll see you next week, and I'll see all you people next week, too. That's right. Everybody, have a great day. God bless America. Damn right. Bye. Bye.